It's the Gita Interviews, the premier global IT solution podcast, where we talk to the CEOs and business leaders who are growing their companies through global partnerships. I'm your host, Emery Giositz, the executive director of the Global IT Alliance. Hi, and welcome to the Gita Interviews. I have the honor today to be joined by Lawrence Bainham, the CEO of Data3. He's joining us today from Brisbane, Australia, where it's early in the morning. Hi, Lawrence. How are you? Great. Thanks, Emery. Great to see you. Great to see you as well. Good to see you, especially considering what we've been dealing with. So how are you guys surviving the uh, pandemic? Yeah, we, um, we're going very well. In fact, we've just uh, recorded a record year, but maybe I'll put a li- little bit into, into context as well, because um, really before answering the question, there's the pandemic, as we know, and we, we watch it every day on, on global news and it's been dev- devastating globally. Well, 2.75 um, million deaths. And, but in Australia, we've had 29,000 cases. We've had less than 1,000 deaths. And in fact, our head office is based in Queensland and Brisbane in particular. Um, we've got a population of 5 million. And over the last 12 months, we've had six deaths. Wow. So I wanted to put some of that into context when, when we talk about COVID and the impact, not only on data three, but also on the business in general. It's, it's important to, just to understand that it's, it's very, very different in this geography compared to almost everywhere else in the world. That is so true. That is so true. That's amazing. What, what we have had, though, we have absolutely had lockdowns. So we've had some very severe lockdowns. And we've also had economic recession as well. And we've also in the midst of economic recovery. And a lot of that, and all of that within 12 months. So there's still, still a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> but, for um, sure. But from, from, from our business perspective, it's, it's been, it's been an extremely challenging year in many different ways. But again, in relatively speaking, from our colleagues around the world, we've, we've certainly um, fared very well in, in this location. From a, from a business perspective, though, we, as I said, we, we have had a, a record year. We've really seen a, an acceleration of digital transformation. So the, the acceleration is, is largely due to a lot of the collaboration technologies and cloud-based technologies that we've really already a market leader in the Australian market. And a lot of that has really accelerated over the last 12 months. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So elaborate on that a little bit for me. You know, most of the folks I've spoke to, most of our colleagues around the world have kind of said, you know, we started 2020 with uh, a business plan of certain offerings we were going to do, maybe some new offerings to customers, and everything went out the window because we had to service our customers what they wanted. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys experienced that in 2020? Yeah, again, it's, it's probably a little different. We, we obviously had our business plan in place, and we have made some shifts to it, but not radical changes to the way that we, we currently operate. The collaboration technologies, cloud and security, core platforms for, for our, our customers, and we, we provide those, and we would consider ourselves to be a market leader already. And all, all it actually did was accelerate. When I say all it did, of course, there was the initial, if you wind back 12 months, large organizations packing up from centralized offices and going to work from home environments. And if you're an organization with 30 or 30 or 40,000 people, it's not, not an easy task. For sure. So what we've what we saw in those instances were customers shifting their priorities from large-scale ERP implementations or CRM implementations to 
really the, the work, the immediate requirements in terms of working from home. So e- even just the basics of organizations having, particularly government organizations having desktop computing in, in centralized office and then providing mobile computing and into, uh, into work from home environments that accelerated immediately. Then after the first probably two or three months when people settled down in terms of working from home, it, it almost went into, into another phase. It was, we, we, we call it the, we went into a react phase mm. and then, then we very quickly went into recover and, and then adapt phase. And the adaption of, in terms of working from home has been an interesting one. And I think a lot of customers are still grappling with it. And it brings huge amount of advantages in terms of flexible working and productivity. Um, but it's also brought a range of challenges as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's so funny. I think about, and you've experienced this, all the customers for years we've been convincing to go to the cloud and their hesitations around it, their trepidations around it. And all of a sudden, it was a speed to the cloud as fast as you can to be able to support their their constituents. Yeah, without a doubt. We've, we've had examples of some of our federal government customers who we've probably spent the previous three years trying to convince to go to Microsoft cloud-based offerings, and they've been resist, resistant and all, almost in a matter of weeks. We, we worked into in, in an Office 365 environment overnight, and the demands were, were absolutely there. So it was, it was breaking down a lot of those barriers. And fortunately, um, we were able to provide that, that, that technology. From, from our organization, we didn't miss a beat in terms of how we, we operated in terms of working from home. You, you would expect that from an IT organization and that we've got a good deal of um, flexible working already. But our, our customers largely have been able to operate and operate very well. Obviously, it depends which sector that they're actually in. Absolutely. So some sectors have been decimated and, and others have actually thrived in, in, during the pandemic. So it's a real mixed bag. Yeah. And when you look at that, what, what things are you seeing today that do you believe will return back to pre-COVID? Or what do you think is here to stay when you look at your customers? The, in, in, a, in a much higher sense, and is, if we take a helicopter view of it, digital transformation, we're, we're very much in, in the infancy, I, I believe, of digital transformation and, and technology playing a major role in business transformation. And that I see as remaining, and I think it's very firmly placed as the number one uh, agenda mm-hmm. item for all of, all of our customers, doesn't matter whether they're public sector or commercial organization. Everyone's got a digital agenda. They have to have to survive in today's environment. So that I see as, as continuing. What, what we will see is, and the, the environment in terms of the, how we're working now in terms of flexible working, I believe will continue in a, in a hybrid form. There's, as, as I described earlier, there's, there's a huge amount of advantages in terms of the flexible working and working from home as well. But there's also great advantages in working with your teammates mm-hmm. and working with in a collaborative form face-to-face as well. And I think human nature actually leads us to wanting, wanting the best of both worlds. Yeah. And I think uh, that's... Uh, that, in the short term, that's that's where we're going to end up. Currently, we're, we we haven't mandated anything in our organisation. We've got twelve hundred people working across Australia wow. in, in many many different locations. We we haven't mandated this is where you must work and this is how you must work. And but we've provided some guidelines. A, a guideline would, would be we'd like you to 
if, if you don't have any any health issues or any, anything, any impediments, be in the office two days a week and work from home three days a week. So that's great. that kind of kind of mixes. It seems to be working well. Yeah, a good balance for sure. You know, here in the U.S., Lawrence, in 2020, they're predicting, I'm sorry, in 2021, they're predicting somewhere around 6 to 7% GDP growth for Q3 and Q4 in particular into mm. 2022, where in the U.S. are saying somewhere around 4%. Can you give us some color on, on what we're looking at in Australia, what you're facing from a growth perspective? Yeah, it's, it's not as dramatic. And I, I think the Australian market is doesn't have the peaks and troughs in the same way as many, many other countries around the world. So our, our economy and, and more probably bring it closer to home, the, the Gartner predictions for the IT market, for instance, mm-hmm. they had a pretty tough time in 2020 in terms of the market. Right. They originally said growth and then they said um, a, minus six, a minus 6% and then they said it was about to say. I think they had four different goes at sure. uh, predicting but the, the more importantly, going forward, 2021, um, the prediction for the Australian IT market is growing at around 3 to 4%. Now, that doesn't sound a great deal, but we've not experienced that before. And right. it's about a about $100 billion market. So not, not huge in, in US terms, but it's a, it's a reasonable size. Yeah, that percentage is still significant for sure. It is. And I, I keep telling our, our people we're, we're 1.6 billion, so we've got a bit of upside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How do you see your organization, you know, focusing from a customer needs perspective? We talked a lot about working from home, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any pivots necessary within your organization now uh, that you see going forward? Maybe some offers that you're looking at that were changed by the pandemic? Yeah, we, we uh, quickly adapted a range of our solutions into a work from home based solution. So that was in almost in a matter of days mm. back in, in um, March last year. And that, that tended to work well. Whether customers actually took up a range of the offers, it actually provided the talking points in terms of that things, that things are different and we package things very differently. Going forward, probably one of the biggest areas, and it's number one on our, our customers' agenda, is, is in security, mm-hmm. in the security space. And... If you, if you think of it in, in terms, again, in a large organization who used to operate central, um, centrally, maybe three locations with 30,000 employees, then, then all of a sudden today they're operating 30,000 um, locations throughout Australia mm-hmm. because everyone's working from home. So the, the, the attack surface for security and cybersecurity, cybersecurity threats is, has multiplied many, many fold. Yes. So, uh, so it's a very, it actually has become a very complex environment to manage from a cybersecurity perspective in terms of work from home. So we're spending um, a good deal of time not only providing a lot of the, the tools to assist our customers to, to fight the, the cybersecurity threats, but probably more importantly, the, 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 the advice and the policies and the guidance in terms of how you set up security in a safe way and what's what's scalable, what's robust going forward. So it's that part of our business is, uh, is booming. And it's something which, which I, I see has a very long runway. Yeah, for sure. Un- unfortunately, it's a threat and an opportunity yeah. of, the, of, the, of the biggest nature. And we still see it. We see it every day. I mean, Acer, for example, was hacked just the other day. It's, 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 mm-hmm. no, one is, no one is really immune to, to the target. 
you know, we've talked about growth and we've talked about what's coming in our industry and all that. Let's hone in a little bit for just a second on the constrained product, right? We all know that the delivery of hardware, chipsets, glass, et cetera, that's going to play into very long lead times around the world. How does that play out in Australia? Uh, it's actually one of the downsides because uh, we're further away than a lot of other yeah. places away from the, the center of the, the large-scale supply right. chain. So yeah. uh, it, it is a, an ongoing challenge for us. You know, we, we were actually facing significant supply chain issues prior to the pandemic mm-hmm. with the Intel chip shortage. So for me, it, it actually feels like it's a continuation of going about two to three years. Yeah, so, yeah true. Uh, it's something that we, we manage well. We have a team of people that are dedicated to managing our supply chain. And it's something which is, has to be carefully managed for our customers who, who have immediate needs as well. And the last thing that we, we need to do is delay project implementation because end-user computing is unable to be delivered, for instance, into a new, new digital hospital or into a new educational facility. So it, it does have some real impact on, on businesses and it needs to be managed carefully. Yeah. Well, you certainly, you know, data three, knowing what I know, certainly brings the the market capacity to be able to get paid attention to, so to speak, from the supply chain. So that's a good position for you well, guys, for sure. We, we shout very loud from Australia. So yeah. we're not, um, not shy in putting points of view forward. So, and, and we do have access to the, the global leaders, various vendor organizations, whether it's HP, Dell, Cisco. Yeah. Yeah. No, that definitely works to your guys' advantage. And of course, for the Global IT Alliance as well. You know, 2020, you know, I've, I've had the fortunate experience with many of your employees on certain deals we've dealt with and certain administrative duties. And you have a very loyal employee base and they're, they're great people to deal with. If, if you had to highlight a couple of accomplishments that this team did in 2020, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. You're quite right. We we have an internal saying within Data3, once you join, then you, you never leave. A little bit like Hotel California. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a, that, that's an old dad joke. So <laughs> I'll take it. That. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, the, um, but uh, I, I'm certainly an example, and, uh, and it's not um, an unusual example. A lot of our people have been with us for very many years. And it's something that we pay, again, a good deal of attention to. Attraction and retention of the best people is um, so important when we're seeking to continue to grow as a as a business. In terms of looking back, in terms of the accomplishments, one one is we we didn't lose a single headcount during wow. the last twelve months in terms of the pandemic. In fact, we hired more people wow. into the business. So that's something which we're we all all are collectively proud of. And in addition, we also helped a good deal of our our customers get through really tough times. And a lot of our customers are working in in emergency services, in, in really government government services that are providing critical critical aid and healthcare to to the population of Australia. So it's it's, it's something which I'm, we're certainly proud of. Probably the other thing, just to cap it off, and it's always great to to look at things internally and measure things internally. But we also have an external measure, which over the last few years we've we've looked at in terms of em- employer of choice. We have an external organisation that comes in and audits us and asks us a whole range of different questions. And this year, I'm really, really pleased to say that we were not we were nominated as the uh, Employer of Choice Award winner 
for, for organizations above 500 employees in Australia. And that's across all, all sectors. It's not wow. IT. So it's something which um, we're certainly proud of. Yeah, fantastic. Congratulations. That's great. Certainly an attribute to you and, and all the folks at Data3. And you've been there 27 years of the 40, so that's, that's so impressive. Let's talk a little bit about the Global IT Alliance. You're one of the initial parts of the Global IT Alliance, one of the initial members. You're on the board of the Global IT Alliance. Can you talk a little bit about, especially with Australia, how the Global IT Alliance has integrated into your organization and how it's helped your global customers? Yeah, sure. And it's, it's something which we actively, and obviously with this, uh, this podcast, we're, pro- we're promoting, but it is something we absolutely believe in as well. A number of our um, customers and a number of Australian organizations that operate in other parts of the world, we are able to, to offer the same level of services with certainty in many other locations. And in terms of with certainty or with confidence, I say that because we meet regularly, we understand the other organizations within the alliance, and we understand their level of capable, their skill levels, and also their, the way that they operate from an ethical perspective as well. And it's something which is consistent with our values, and it's something which is consistent with something that we would, we would like to see for, all, for our customer base, irrespective of their location globally. So it's some, from a, that's, that's Australian companies looking out. Right. Um, likewise, the, the other way around, the, the, the opposite is exactly true. So organizations that are headquartered in London or New York, and they want the same level of consistency of service and service levels, for instance, in, in Australia, we are able to provide those. Again, I'd like to think with a confidence level that global organizations would, would, would want. Yeah, that's a great a great way to put it because my personal interaction with customers is the second a customer mentions they have a location in Australia, I have a, a very strong peace of mind that I know they're going to get taken care of the way I do about some other GITA members also. But it's in particular, Data3 has uh, really executed flawlessly every time we've had that kind of opportunity. So, so to round this out a little bit, Lawrence, from a personal perspective, you know, the pandemic is coming to an end, at least we hope so, as vaccines spread across the world in a very positive way. What personally are you looking forward to uh, once the pandemic subsides? What have you missed the most? And what kind of plans do you have personally once this all goes away? Well, from a personal perspective, I'd, I'd actually like to get back to traveling. So, mm-hmm. uh, and not traveling just for the sake of traveling and also not even from, from a business perspective. I still have friends and family in other parts of the world, in the UK in particular, and I'd love to get to to um, see them and be able to see them. So that's something which we've certainly made good use of the technology, but there's nothing like seeing um, friends and family face to face. The the other the other thing over the last um, 12 months, though, I must must admit is that I also had family return to to Australia just prior to a range of the uh, the, the lockdowns. Oh. So we've, we've benefited having some family return, which has been great. And in fact, we've, we've increased the size of our family as well. So I have five children. I've now got four grandchildren. So two recent additions over the past 12 months. Fantastic. Grandchildren. So, yeah, well, congratulations. The, those are the important things in life, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, Lawrence, I really appreciate you joining us today. And I look forward to our continued partnership with the Alliance. 
This has been a great interview. Uh, I'm ending my day. You're beginning yours. So have a great Friday and a great weekend. And I look forward to uh, speaking soon. That was Lawrence Bainham of Data3. And I look forward to talking to you again from the Gita Interview Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Gita Interviews. To find out more about the Global IT Alliance, please visit www.gita.com or follow us for more great interviews. 